So I'd say the video business card is what I recommend is like the best base that should live like right on the homepage of your website. You know, you can pin on, on LinkedIn, the thing you would pin on Twitter, on your Facebook, having your, your email signature. That's like your, this is who I am. Welcome to Top of Mind, a show where we speak with top marketers, creators, and leaders who are shaping the culture around us. I'm Stuart Hillhouse, and I believe that through great marketing, you can earn the privilege of occupying a tiny sliver of your customer's already overflowing brain. Join me today as we learn what it takes to become top of mind. So if you've been online at all in the last few years, you've definitely noticed the rise of one particular type of information presentation. And I'm talking about video. And I don't know about you, but whenever I Google anything, my immediate action goes to looking for a video of a tutorial. I don't really want to read long blog posts anymore. I always wanted those quick snippets showing exactly what I need to do. So who better to come explain the power of video than my next guest today, who's going to introduce us to a way that you can introduce your business online by creating these videos that generates excitement and also builds trust because they're getting to see your face. He's a founder of Zest Media Productions, a podcaster, and a visual storyteller. Joining me live is Gabe Roy. Thanks for joining me, man. Thank you so much for having me, Stuart. Oh, anytime. So you and I would have connected on LinkedIn, and what really got me excited to get you on the show was this idea of using video not just as like a nice-to-have, but as a core function of your company's marketing, online presence, pretty much everything has to do with video these days. How did you get into the idea of video and where, where does that start from? If we want to talk, I know we didn't really want to talk too much about me personally, but my love for video stems from a very young age. I can remember being as young as eight, nine, ten years old, always being obsessed with using a camera. I can remember pretending to be sick so I could stay home from school and play with my camera and like try out new effects and stuff. So it's been, it's been a love of mine for a long time. And it's, I just so happen to be lucky that the business industry is really embracing it. And it's something that, you know, consumers, as you mentioned, when we go to search for something, we're not going to read a full blog post or, you know, scroll through and try to find that one little part. We're going to, and Google knows this. That's why it brings up videos first. So no, it's just, it's something that I've always loved and I've been doing professionally for a couple of years and now with a 100% focus on it in the last six months. So, yeah. And it's, it's, it's video is one of those elements that like the B2C, the consumer brands and consumer products do really well. Like we're on our phones all day on Instagram, on TikTok and all these new, uh, all the platforms looking at video. And then all of a sudden you go to like B2B, business to business, and there's just no videos. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a weird that they haven't caught on as quickly. Yeah. And I feel like that's with most marketing trends, like B2B is a little bit slower to adopt it. And I think that's the case for B2B as well. But I'm now personally as a video producer starting to see the shift in mentality from businesses who are realizing, you know, this is something that can just speed up interactions with people, whether or not the whole world sees it. Like I'm doing a production over the next month and 
it's like a quite large scale project, but it's just for their stakeholders. It's just stakeholder relations, you know, just bringing a little personality. And that's what the businesses who are kind of on the front line of understanding how to use this in, you know, just business at all. are That's what they're doing. Yeah, that's really cool. That it's an internal thing. So that's just because like, we naturally respond better when we see other people's face. Like, is that a trust building? Yeah. Well, I mean, like when you think about it, like that's probably how, like we only know each other through online and I think you post a couple of videos, but I, I post videos and stuff and I know it just, people feel like they get to know me and I feel like I get to know people when I, when you see them on video, I think it's just like the closest thing you can get to a human interaction. So yeah and it gets better and better and like you were saying about google knows this i saw a new feature a couple of weeks ago where i googled something to do with filming because i was filming a video and it had it broke down the youtube video with bookmarks on it mm-hmm. specific question that i was going to ask is like it like it wasn't it was generally like how to shoot an interview and then it broke down how to set up lighting how to set up sound, how to set up video, how to set up background. Like it had the video broken down visually so I could skip to the parts that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's just it, right? Like whether it be from information overload or just, you know, our limiting attention spans, we want our information quicker than ever and we need it quicker than ever. So yeah, I'm glad that Google kind of does that now. Like whenever I search something up specific, it'll be like, it'll pull something out of a 20 minute video, you know, just yeah. isolate two minutes that I need, which is great. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So one thing I'd really like to you to uh, get into a lot of detail about is this idea of introducing your business through video, because a lot of times we just uh, have a static uh, homepage and a couple social media accounts here and there. And that's kind of the outbound presence that we like to occupy online. How mm-hmm. can video play into that? And where, where do you see that living? Absolutely. So there's at the core of what I do and what I want to do in my business is to help other businesses connect with their audiences and new audiences. And um, there's a there's a thing called I didn't come up with the name, but it's called a video business card. Shout out to Nick Koyama and uh, Marcus Rideout, who have kind of shown shown me and thousands of other people that are in their Facebook group about this style of video. But it's essentially within you know, a minute and a half to two minutes and two and a half minutes, you can share, you know, who you are, what you do, why you do what you do and how you do it differently and kind of leave them with a call to action. So that's just the basic formula of how it works. But the whole purpose of it is really to just let people get to know you. So like this interaction you and I are having right now, we can condense, you know, that feeling we're getting of meeting each other and then reach people at scale, which is an incredible thing. And I think people are starting to kind of understand that that's what they need to do. They don't have time. How many people can you really meet in a day, right? You can only meet, you only have time, you only have 24 hours in a day. And people are only really meeting between like say nine and nine for business purposes. And yeah, you post this, you can get thousands, millions, you know, endless amount of people to see who you are and what you do and why you do it. Yeah. And the call to action is, well, let's break it down because I, I took notes on the, what you mentioned in this LinkedIn post. Maybe we can get into detail about each section that you see as important in that two and a half minute intro. So mm-hmm. who you are, what mm-hmm. do you think should be mentioned in that kind of part? I mean, obviously your name and your title, but I guess just 
Okay, let's say, let's say it's like a company. It's not branded as a, as a person, it's branding as a company. So say you're trying to introduce your small pet shop. Let's use that as an example. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would, in my meeting, I'd want to learn more about them. Like, what are your roots? Um, are you a family owned business? Like, what is it that defines the character of you? That would, you know, when you say who you are, you could be, uh, we've been around for 50 years. Uh, this is, I'm the third generation owner of this business. You know, that's part of your who. So I would want to tease that out in our interview. And, you know, everyone's story is going to be, have a different kind of path, but you know, that's, that's kind of what I would try to find out, like in their characteristics of the business, what the brand stands for, all those types of things. Yeah. And then what you do. So it's like, mm-hmm. here are the people yeah. trying to build that trust. Here's what we do. Absolutely. We yeah. Make your pet have the best experience ever. Yeah. And save you money at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, you know, and the beautiful thing with video is like, you can also have this conversation and then, you know, we'll get some B-roll of it actually happening. So it really kind of reinforces that story. So you say, yeah, we, what we do, we're the only, or we specialize in show dogs, say for example, then we show people, you know, <laughs> preparing these dogs for, for show, maybe show the shows, things like that, just to really reinforce the story. Yeah, it's, it, every story is unique and video is just such a powerful medium to tell it that it's just really fun to be able to tease that out. Yeah. Okay, this is a question. I don't know if you, I don't know if anyone knows the answer, but when you've got a video and someone's speaking and then you cut to B-roll, maybe you can explain to everyone what B-roll is first. And then what do we pay more attention to? The, the audio or the video at that point? Yeah, you like audio is extremely important. And like, I think it's really important to set a high standard with the aesthetic of the interview right off the bat, because B-roll is a little bit, so B-roll is essentially just the footage you use that isn't the interview, that you're overlaying on top of the audio to kind of enhance the story. So that's a little more difficult to control sometimes. Like say, for example, the footage was of a dog show, right? Like there's no way you can guarantee you're going to 100% get that shot if it has like a two minute kind of you know, say a dog, I don't really, I've never been to a dog show, <laughs> but let's say this dog, like, you know, is jumping through hoops and it's only out there for like two minutes. You only have that two minutes to try to get the best shots. If you can control and set up the most aesthetically pleasing interview, that sh- those shots don't matter as much because the quality we feel from that will carry through the audio. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, that's, no, how, no. that's how I approach it. Right. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just trying to think from like a, uh, as someone's watching the video, if you think about how people watch videos, like they might have just like crappy earbuds in, or they might not have the volume on at all. So that's where um, I think the visual storytelling is really important rather than necessarily the audio content that's happening that's paired with that video, right? Like if someone's watching it on mute, they should probably be able to get the gist of what the video is. Regardless. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess it depends on which lens you're looking through. This question could be answered like a hundred different ways, I feel like, right? Like if I'm thinking from a production standpoint, I'm right. going to like, but yeah, from a, because yeah, I think a high percentage, I think it's like 80% of people watch videos on mute anyways, right? With just the subtitles on Facebook. I, I don't know. I think that's a stat. 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely heard this. <laughs> so, I don't know what the number is, but I don't know who it, I don't know who's doing it because I'm I don't think I ever watch them on mute. But that's hilarious. So okay, yeah, that's a really good. That's a that's a perfect transition to some some questions I have around how people can use video more effectively on different channels, right? Because it is nuanced on different distribution platforms, like difference between YouTube and Instagram. So um, what are some that come to mind? Like you mentioned subtitles on videos that that's a really key component. If your video has like this, as an example, I'm filming us right now. Uh, if I were to put it online, I'm going to need to have writing down below because it's not very, I didn't do a great job setting up the scene to be visually stimulating. Like mm -hmm. it's uh, it's kind of getting dark outside. It's I know I, I didn't. I'm going to maybe I'll turn the lights on, Vip or whatever. I'll keep it <laughs> mysterious looking. It's all, yeah, no, it looks good. But <laughs> okay, let's let's think about maybe YouTube as an example. Are you pretty familiar with um, with publishing on YouTube? Is that a, mm -hmm. a channel we can chat about? Yeah, of course. Cool. So, what would what else should we be considering when publishing on YouTube? So. I know that it would have better kind of like search engine optimization, like stuff would be able to show up long into the future. Mm -hmm. What do you want to consider in that, in that regard? Yeah. Like every channel, the way you post is different. I, yeah. I feel like, like YouTube does it's longer lasting. So, I mean, you want to consider things like your long tail keywords and you know, all of those great SEO marketing tactics to try to, make your video, you know, be recommended by YouTube more. <laughs> but because I feel with the social media for the most part, like Instagram, for sure, those videos are so throwaway, you know, you get views for maybe 48 hours, and then it's just kind of gone. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't know, I think YouTube and it also I think YouTube, the platform itself kind of, they really want high quality stuff. Like, like I'm, I'm going to be working for a YouTube channel for the next year. And it's like, you know, in a lot of cases, YouTube is replacing, it's replacing TV. Like no one's watching TV anymore. So like people are bringing that production value the best they can to YouTube. And I think it's important to consider it that way, you know, as a high, high quality, like just put out the best content you can through that, that channel. Yeah. And every day it's getting better with like the high with, with, with cameras. Uh -huh. I was filming something with like an SL, a SLR camera. Mm -hmm. And then I turned to my iPhone. I'm like, Oh wait, this one films higher quality than this SLR. That's only three or four years old. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy how, which, uh, which, which phone do you have? The 10 R. So it's not even like the highest end camera. It's just, mm -hmm. but it's, 4k and looks unbelievable compared to even the 1080p slr that's that used to be like the best you could possibly get mm -hmm. you know i know a lot of like video guys who are kind of like a little bit taken back and concerned about like although i don't think there's any need to be i think everyone should have the access to have high quality video that doesn't necessarily make you a good storyteller doesn't necessarily mean you know how to compose a shot but it's good to have it because you know if you ever want to just throw your phone up and chat chat to the world you can do it yeah oh yeah you're like you're talking about the the kind of iphones taking over as replacing production houses mm -hmm. yeah that's that's uh i've seen a couple of people talk about that on youtube is like how because now you know they have three different lenses within within mm -hmm. the iphone right like you can get you can make it look pretty nice, like to the untrained eye, like people might think it's high production. 
Yeah, but that's where you need the visual storytelling that that exactly. comes with actually composing it and thinking it through. But mm-hmm. but going back a little bit, when you mentioned like throwaway videos on LinkedIn or Instagram, mm-hmm. if someone's interested in starting to produce more videos, but they're getting pushback from someone else in the company who doesn't understand marketing as much or just doesn't hasn't seen the value that videos can bring, and they're saying like, why are you spending so much time on something that's going to get a couple hundred views? 10 likes and then it's gone forever like what how should we be thinking about these throwaway videos because they're necessary to be in the public eye and showing your customers that you exist and bringing on if someone ends up on your profile they need to make sure that you you're still in business Mm -hmm. but if you're taking hours to release something that's only two minutes long and it's not going to do any like there's no roi there like what how how should we be spending our time if we want to get videos part of our marketing yeah i mean i think i mean i call them throwaway videos but i think they definitely have a place like they they're throwaway in the sense that like an algorithm is only going to show it to your followers for a certain period of time whereas youtube will you know you'll see the tag that'll be like a year old and still recommending it to you right but that said yeah exactly people are going to go and look at your profile like i'm pretty sure anyone most people in our age group um like millennials or whatever, like when we hear of a company, the first thing we do is go scramble to Instagram and be like, okay, who are these guys? Right. So that's where the value comes from with that. Like going back, that's where you're going to get the people who are just going to reinforce who you are and kind of what you do. Right. Yeah, totally. That's, that's really funny. You mentioned that. Cause that's exactly what I do. Even when I'm on a company's website on my <laughs> desktop, I still inevitably yeah. scroll to the bottom of the page and see the little Instagram icon and click it. And then I see if they're actually doing anything. Because, yeah, and that's a spot where you should, I mean, if you can try to be like as authentic as possible, like kind of, you know, show a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. I think that's where the biggest value for Instagram is. Go back. It's like, who is this company? Who are the people involved? Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I see it. Um, I want to just touch on the, that call to action you're mentioning at, in that intro video, like your, your video business card. What, mm-hmm. what should that be? Because um, you don't necessarily have like a button for someone to click because you're in a video, like thinking about where videos live on the internet, it's like a little box and then there's usually some caption up above and then there might be some caption below. Do you ask people to click on a link or go to a URL? I usually just ask people how they can be reached like audibly in the interview and they can kind of share it and, you know, do a, like say if I'm doing it for a personal a personal video business card, you know, and have like their phone number, email and stuff. And then you would actually like within the post have links to stuff that they can click. But I mean, it, it, that's like, that's a space where you can get creative, like any, you know, it could be a promotional thing. It could be all sorts of things. Like every business has a different call to action, really. Like yeah. If you want them to come in or if you want them to download something, if you want them to, you know, I don't know, buy something online. Yeah. No, there's tons of opportunities. It's just kind of figuring out. But you do person... want, do you want the tone to be actionable, right? Like you want like the, the tail, like the construction of the story should go from introduction to, you know, inspiration to take action in whatever, whatever form that means for your business. Um, that's, I think it's, it's hard to, it's hard to narrow it down just in general, but if you can inspire someone to take action, you've done a good job. Totally. 
completely mm-hmm. agree. Even if that's just introducing them to the idea that you mm-hmm. are in the neighborhood selling dog food and you have a dog. Exactly. Like, yeah, you don't have to go buy now. Even telling someone about it is taking action in, in many cases, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I got a couple more questions for you specific to how a biz, like what kind of videos a business should have, because like we're saying, there's different contexts that people will find you online. What would you say are kind of the must have videos? If you could name three videos that every business should have, and they can all live on different parts of the website, what would those be? So I'd say the video business card is what I recommend is like the best base that should live like right on the homepage of your website. You know, you can pin on, on LinkedIn, the thing you would pin on Twitter, on your Facebook, having your, your email signature. That's like your, this is who I am. Another one, I guess, depending on the business, but I think it's applicable to most businesses would be like a testimonial video. I come from a PR background and I understand the value of, of having people talk about you and not just talking about yourself. So I think that's really complimentary when you can tell a story of how your business has impacted someone else. And then a third one, it wouldn't be just a one thing, but I think it would just be a, a leader in the business who is just like sharing snippets of knowledge and just posting them on LinkedIn. Like just, Ooh, you know, like that one. That's, I've been seeing that a lot lately, like very consumable one minutes, just like, this is how my day is going. This is what I've learned. Boom. And just kind of make that a habit. Yeah. I really like that. And that's, that's definitely a model that a lot of marketing kind of business people are, are promoting is saying like that to document, don't create, like just talk exactly. to people in your business and let them say, let them say what they're working on. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And like you want to position yourself as a thought leader, right? Like you don't want to, I don't know. I think it's important to not just always be behind the scenes and kind of have a voice and be yourself and people will gravitate towards that. And I've, you know, that's why we're, we're chatting now. It's because we both actively post on LinkedIn and just share our thoughts and what we believe and what we've learned and like minds attract and whether that's through business or connecting through podcasts or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. One last question on the testimonial side of things, because I think that's a super undervalued video that you can have. What makes a good testimonial? Tears. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Definitely tears. Now, I think like an actual, like an actual story of the application of it. I don't not not surface levels. Like it shouldn't be super surface surface level. Like, oh, they're so great. Their customer service was awesome it'd be like you know i've seen examples of for like law offices for example you know there's a lot of emotional stories that you can pull out of that so i think it's you know to have an emotional tale mm, so less yeah. around the features and like more around the benefit that was felt yeah because i don't know most people in most businesses people don't really give a shit about like you know, all the little intricacies of what goes on behind the scenes. They just want to know how their life's going to be better now that they have your product, your service, right? And yeah, if you can just show real life examples of how people's lives have been impacted or now better or easier or whatever it is, then I think that's a good testimonial. Sweet. Well, I think that's mm-hmm. a really good spot to, to wrap up. There's a lot of, to, a lot of video 
a lot of opportunity in video and it's not too late by any means. If anything, it's just beginning. Yeah. No, I'm excited to see where it goes, but I'm really happy I got on the ship when I did, but because it's, yeah, no, it's awesome to see people adopting and uh, adopting the, you know, the video, video thing and kind of helping their businesses grow. And yeah, it's amazing. Sweet. Well, your, your production company is called Zest and you can mm-hmm. find them online at madebyzest.com. Mm-hmm. Also on all the, all the social media channels. Awesome. But definitely find Gabe on LinkedIn too because that's where uh, I found him. He's always posting really interesting stuff about video and marketing. And the, especially if you're in the Halifax area, that's a good local spot as well. And also posting about business etiquette. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I noticed that a lot. That's, people, bring, that, people bring that up a lot, how I complain about people ghosting. I think there's no place for it. But. <laughs> it's, it's tough, though, when there's so many channels to communicate. Like, I know that I never go on Facebook. And then mm-hmm. I go back and I'm like, oh, wow, there's like seven conversations here that I just haven't. No, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll reframe that. I guess like when you're in, in business commerce, like it's, it's, you're in negotiations. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, like, you're yeah. far along that sales cycle and then gone. Yeah. Okay. I get you. That's the no, thing I can about. <laughs> <laughs> no, so if you're listening and you do that, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Gabe. Thanks a lot for joining me, man. No, I appreciate it. Thanks, Stuart. If you enjoyed anything that you just heard, then you're going to absolutely love what I'm about to tell you. If you go online to topofmind.substack.com and put in your email, you can get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes content inspired by this show. So there's going to be candid audio recordings that aren't going to be available anywhere else, not on Spotify, not on Apple, nowhere else except on topofmind.substack.com. But that's not it. It's also a platform where I can share written content, videos, links, and anything else that I come across directly with you. You're going to get access to it right away. You're going to get access to the whole library of archived posts. And you're also going to be the first to be notified when a new episode of Top of Mind comes out. So head on over to topofmind.substack.com. See you there. If you enjoyed anything that you just heard, you're going to absolutely love what I'm about to tell you. If you go online to stuarthillhouse.com and hit the subscribe button, you'll be added to an email list where I share exclusive content related to this show. This is where I'm going to share my key takeaways from each episode, including my highlights, top of mind takeaways, and next steps that you can do to put this advice to action. I also share some real life breakdowns of marketing campaigns that I'm seeing around and how I'm using it in my work. So head on over to stuarthillhouse.com and hit the subscribe button to get your first email. Looking forward to seeing you there.